Welcome to the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast, where it is our mission to enable leaders to effectively engage and motivate their audience through written and verbal communication. Hey, everybody, this is Ian from the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. If you haven't done so already, please hop on my website, getheardpodcast.com. My new email address is up and running, and it is Ian, I-A-N, at getheardpodcast.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram. If you like what you're hearing and haven't subscribed yet, please do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I think I'm also on Stitcher. So getting to the point today, the podcast is about an article that I read on Inc.com that was shared by one of the awesome LinkedIn connections that I have. So Gary, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. But the article from Inc. is entitled, Seven Phrases That Scream Lack of Confidence and Make You Look Weak. So as a leader or as leaders, we do not want to look weak in front of our team, in front of our organization, whoever. So when communicating, we need to make sure that we come across and that our team's perception of us is one of confidence so that they can trust us. They can trust in their leader to get things done and you know fight the good fight for them on their behalf when you need to do so. So these are seven phrases that scream lack of confidence, and I'll go through them with you. Some of them I really agree on, or some of them I really agree with, some of them, nah, not so much, but here's the first one, jumping right into it. I hate to bother you, but is number one. So The Inc. article says, you don't really hate to bother someone when something is important enough that it can wait. What you hate is your discomfort about voicing whatever it is that you have to say and the response that you'll receive. So this phrase puts the person in complete control and gives away all of your power. So it's like you're asking a favor of someone. And and I can tell you, if you're a leader and you need someone on your team to do something, you don't hate to bother that person. You need to, as the leader, tell that person to do something. And You're not inconveniencing that person at all. It's your job as a leader to direct and manage and lead what that person is doing. So you're not bothering that person. You're just doing your job. So don't don't feel sorry for what you're doing when you're doing your job. Not saying I hate to bother you, but shows that your confidence to say, hey, John, I need you to do this. Too easy, right? But by being you want to be polite about how you get someone or ask someone to do something, but you want, don't want to put yourself in a weak or vulnerable perspective when doing so. Uh, number two is, I'm sorry. So of course, it is absolutely essential to be polite and professional when you're a leader, but saying I'm sorry all the time does show a, a weakness or lack of confidence. Have you ever seen like where two people are walking down the hall and they bump into each other or one person bumps into the other and the person that got bumped into is the one saying that he or she is sorry. I mean, like you had nothing to do with getting bumped into. Why are you the one apologizing? So saying I'm sorry all the time kind of in that sense can show that you have a feeling of insecurity or inferiority to the other person. And the article here challenges you to count the amount of times that you apologize for something throughout your day. And are, are you truly sorry when you're saying I'm sorry? Or is that just a response to kind of cover up your insecurities and inferiority complex, you know, to to avoid just being confrontational or try to be non-aggressive and non-assertive? So only say you're sorry when you actually mean it and you regret doing something. Don't say I'm sorry just for the sake of, you know, trying to avoid a difficult conversation or 
or in avoiding being blunt about having a conversation. The third phrase, number three, is I'm worried. So people who are not confident use the words I'm worried simply because they worry too much. Expressing worry demonstrates that you fear a negative outcome and that you may be overthinking it. It says that you do not look for solutions, but instead focus on the problem. So as a leader, you obviously you're going to worry about things. That is completely natural, but you don't want to be saying this out loud, especially to your subordinates in your team, because that that shows them that you don't have a solution in mind and that you are worried about the potential outcome of a situation. So as the leader, you will never, ever, ever, yes, I'm speaking in absolutes there, you will never tell your team that you are worried about something. I think it's completely fine to do confide in a peer that you're worried about something or even you know your boss doing so in a respectful way. But if you're worried about something and you talk to a peer or your boss, you need to have probably at least two solutions already in your mind on how to overcome the situation for which you are worried about. So really think about the situation before telling someone that you're worried. If, if the situation merits concern, say that I have a concern about, you know, save the worry for the real problems in life. And better yet, don't worry at all. Just go out and get it and fix the problem and be done with it. Number four, I'll do it. So successful people step up and pitch in. However, when you volunteer for anything and everything from making the coffee to running an, running an errand, you designate yourself as the low person on the totem pole. So this is Basically just saying, don't be a yes man or yes woman. You absolutely want to be a team player like the article says here. But if you do that every single time without fail, you become and put yourself in the situation as the lowest person on the totem pole, as mentioned. And then it's just more or less expected of you that you will do all these things. You know, I I don't know too many positions where making coffee and being the errand person is essential in a certain job. I'm sure they're out there, but if you're doing that just out of the kindness of your heart every day, I, I tell you to just be aware that are you being identified as that person? Well, well, why is there no coffee today? Well, because Bob didn't make it. Well, I don't know. Bob was the, the coffee guy. He's, you know, he works over in the other office. Well, he always makes the coffee. So, you know, just that kind of mindset. Just be, be wary of, of putting yourself in that situation. Number five is I just dot, dot, dot. And the article states that each time you use this filler, it diminishes what you think and say. And, and a couple examples here. I just need a minute of your time. I just thought I just had an idea, but so if you have a suggestion, an idea or concern, then state it with confidence rather than diminish the idea or yourself instead of, I just thought, say, I think, you know, very active, upfront and you know assertive showing and projecting confidence it's just an idea but so say i have an idea here's my idea i suggest we do this so more powerful communication techniques to enable you to come across with confidence and be more upfront and clear about your intentions or your thoughts moving on to number six number six is if it's okay would you mind so guys absolutely do not use this like to ask for permission to make a request of someone because right away it reduces the importance of whatever it is you're asking. So would you mind, or especially leaders out there, if you're dealing with your team, would you mind doing something? No, Bob, I need you to do this. When do you think you'll have it done by? Or Bob, this is really important on my radar right now. I need you to look into it. By when do you think you can have something ready for me. So something like that. You're not you're not asking permission 
I mean, perhaps when speaking with your boss, you don't want to be this direct and upfront. So I can see when speaking with your boss asking if it's okay, would you mind? Because again, that person has authority over you and you can't control what that person is doing. It's your boss, obviously. So leaders, when you're when you need your team to do something, when you're telling your team to do something, would you mind? And you're not, you're not putting it in the form of a question. If you need tasks done, do not ask them to do these tasks. Tell them to do these tasks. So I need you to do this, period. And then if you want to have a follow-up question, when is a reasonable time that I can expect it to be done? If the person says something that is too far out on the calendar, that's the moment right there where you say, that's not going to work for me. I need it done by this date. So when you ask that question, the by when do you think you'll have it done, you need to have a date in mind that is like the no later date in your mind because there are many people out there who want to push things off as far as they can and you need to be prepared to call that out so that the work can be completed in the time frame that you need it completed in. So that was number six. Going to the last and final number seven. So I believe, I think, I feel that. And then the article mentions these are filler words that zap your conviction around a topic or opinion, like the word just. So notice that you may use these words together. I just feel that they diminish the importance of what you're trying to say. So just get rid of these filler words. Notice the difference between these two examples. So you could say, I just feel like this is an important problem for us to explore. So that is the weaker less direct approach compared to this is an important problem for us to explore. So which one, if you are a leader, which one, which statement do you think is the more effective statement coming from a leader and which one is more likely to come from an employee? So, so one of my employees I would think would, would say something along the lines, like, I just feel like this is an important problem for us to explore. Employee says that to me, I, as the leader, can agree or disagree. For this example, I'll say, that is an important problem for us to explore. However, now is not the time for us to explore. So no there. And then instead, as the leader, I will then say, this is an important problem for us to explore. So I'm not saying I feel that it's important. I'm not saying I think it's important, implying that I'm I'm uncertain, I'm unsure about it. I'm saying that this problem X is an important problem for us to explore. Therefore, I need you to do this and this and this so that we can explore it and solve the problem. So uh, what other phrases reduce your view of someone's confidence? I'd love to hear what there is out there. And again, I want to give a huge shout out to Gary for sharing this on LinkedIn. Outro, good stuff. When he shared this article, I told him like right away, I commented back like, hey, Gary, this is like my next podcast. So thank you so much for sharing. This is extremely powerful, awesome stuff. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Get Heard podcast. Hey, thank you so much, everybody. So just wanted to do a solo episode this week. Hope that you guys liked it. I think these seven phrases will really, you know, not using them and knowing when to avoid them will make you a much more powerful communicator as a leader, which is what this podcast is all about. If you want to be a guest on the show, I would absolutely love to have you. Please reach out to me at Ian at getheardpodcast.com. And again, thank you so much for checking out this podcast. If you really like it, subscribe and tell a friend about it. Until next week, take care, guys.